Welcome to Securitas Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 48 for Tuesday, August 2nd, 2011. I am Bill Wadman. And I am Dan Gottesman. I like that part. <laughs> it's like we have a little rundown. Yeah, it's the, how you open the show. <clears throat> Apologies to our listeners. I am a little under the weather, as you might be able to tell by the change in my voice. Did you pick that up in Iowa? I guess. Uh, I was in Iowa... Uh, Fairfield, Iowa, which is a rather interesting little town, um, with my family, my, uh, my grandmother moved there, uh, a little over two years ago, or a little under two years ago to live with my aunt, uh, cause my grandmother is super old. She just turned 96. How does she look for 96. I think she looks just fine. I mean, she looks like a 96-year-old. Um, what's kind of crazy is that she's still, like, you know, she's still, like, with it, you know? She still knows stuff, and her hearing is, like, better than my dad's. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and she can, st- you know, she can still see stuff. I think the problem is now her her body is starting to, you know, starting to fail. Like, she can't really get around without a walker, and she's got the whole old lady hunch yeah. thing. and. She, still 96. Uh, that's some it's kinda, serious age. It's it's kind of nuts. Yeah, and I'm like she still Absolutely. does she's like she still does crossword puzzles. She still watches TV. She's got like a really silly sense of humor. Um and uh I think the the key is is just her routine, you know? She's got this routine and she lives with, you know, her daughter, my aunt, and my aunt's husband and they have a whole little, you know, thing taking you know where they all, you know they take care of her but she, she she even she's like showering by herself and stuff too which i thought was really impressive right. um you know so they're taking care of her but it's not like they have to watch her constantly no yeah they they just help her out with you know preparing food and you know keeping her meds on on track because jesus christ man <laughs> they have like a whole Old cabinet take a lot of drugs oh my god there's like a cabinet in her kitchen that, that you know where you would have like you know food <laughs> it's like all little uh pill bottles it's kind of nuts <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, but like I said, they have a system and, and, uh, they seem to be rocking and rolling. So more power to them, I say. And you took one of those little planes over there. Well, the, the best way to get there, there's no direct flights from, from, uh, Fairfield doesn't even have an airport. doesn't even have like a train station. So the way we went was, uh, via Milwaukee. So my dad organized the trip and we did uh, LaGuardia to Milwaukee and then we took a, a little 50 seat DC 200 or something like that uh, from from Milwaukee to Des Moines and then we rented a car and then it's like it's like a two two and change hour drive from Des Moines to Fairfield. It's funny because we think of that as a pretty arduous journey nowadays. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know what I mean? Just from like, oh, we got to take two planes and then we got to drive for two and a half hours in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's funny that the, the, the drive was longer than the second flight. The second flight was like literally 45 minutes. It was, yeah, it was pretty sweet. But you're back in one piece. Finally. Yeah. yeah. There were some weather issues here in New York last night that postponed our return flight. I was supposed to be in closer to 10 PM, but I didn't get home much before midnight, but which is part of the reason why we're recording on Tuesday morning. Right. So sorry for the lateness, folks. But we are here now, and uh, let's get into some stuff. Uh, let's yeah. see. Somebody got a new computer. I did get a new computer. I bought a 13-inch MacBook Air. Yeah, and, and uh, it sounds from your review that you're 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 pretty much loving it. it sounds like it's a pretty d- sweet. I machine. did a little. Yeah, I did a little review on the blog. It's uh, it's good. Uh, if this was your only machine and you were a normal person, it would be delightful. Uh, even though the resolution is high and I like it, I would imagine that for some people it might actually be small. Mm. You know? Yeah, I've actually heard that um, of the more recent displays. Like the there's a super high res display on the 17 inch model. Yeah, that is a little too dense for some people. And then I yeah. think the 15 inch also has a pretty pretty dense pixel count. <clears throat> yeah, the high res on the 15 is it 1900 or six, it's 1600 or 1900? I think it's 1900. I don't know. It's 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 high res. I like it. Uh, I, I personally I'm a big you've seen my computer. I like things abs- small. No, absolutely. Yeah. And and speaking of that, I'll get into that in a minute when I'm going to talk about my friend is planning on buying a new computer. And uh-huh. uh 
And, well, we'll get into that in a minute. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's fast. You know what the big thing is? I hmm. think it's because of the SSD. Oh, sure. I'm sure that has a lot like to that, do with it. That completely changes the equation and makes laptops usable as main computers, uh, assuming you're not crazy strained by CPU and that kind of thing. Uh, the fact that it maxes out at 4 gigs of RAM... It's okay, well, It's a little frustrating. Yeah, it's it's like, okay, but the thing literally weighs under three pounds. Although, as I said in my review, it's funny. I have a 2008 unibody MacBook here. And if you hold one in one hand and one in the other hand, mm-hmm. the air is definitely lighter. But it's not like, oh, my God, it's so light. I'm going to, I don't even realize it's in my hand light. Yeah. You know, because the other one's like four and a half, five pounds. This one's like three pounds. So it's like, okay, it's lighter, but it's not as light as the profile, if you look at it from the edge, would make it seem. Right. Now, I remember uh, when the MacBook Air first came out, which is like, what, two, two some, something years ago? Yeah. And uh, I picked it up, and I'm like, wow, this, this, this weighs as much as the display assembly on a 15-inch MacBook Pro, you know, like just, yeah. just the LCD. Like, from when I, you know, used to repair the computers, I, you know... There, there's different components that dis- when you replace a display, it's its own sort of like all in one assembly. And the, the whole computer felt like it weighed as much as that, just that one part, which is like not even half the computer. Yeah. And uh, it actually blows me away how thin the screen is. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, it's almost no thickness at all. And you're thinking to yourself, how does it get, how do they get LEDs and the actual panel and assuming a piece of glass in front of it magic um, yeah well, that's the other thing that's nice is that it doesn't have that full sheet of glass like you know my computer and your computer have oh yeah so it's like it's got metal around the bezel uh-huh and the glass in the middle is thinner and it, it it's not as reflective so it's something between an old matte screen and the full sheet of glass thing huh, that they've cool. been doing yeah i'm looking forward to seeing it so it's a little better in that way. Uh, backlit keyboard, which is nice. Uh, so if you could live within 4 gigs of RAM and uh, 128 gig SSD, it's, like I said in my review, $1,300 for this kind of computer. It's pretty sweet. I mean, yeah. And I, th- I would, I mean, I would imagine it, power. It, it would also be a really great just like second machine, you know, like for, for you know, taking out on the road. And yeah. I, I'm, I've been seeing, you know, random tweets and blog posts from various tech folk and photo folk about how it can hold its own with Lightroom, it can hold its own with Photoshop. Yeah. It's obviously not, you know, I mean, you got to be reasonable. It's not it's not a, a you know, full-time 9-to-5 powerhouse workstation. But right. the fact that you can even launch these apps and get get work done, that's that's pretty sweet, man. That's, no, I think that's, and that's yesterday cool. I, I launched Lightroom and I dumped in a couple hundred pictures and it yep. took, because my old computer, if I did that, it would be, you know, zoom in the hard drive and the fans would spin up because the CPUs would be chugging trying to, sure. like, make previews. And if I loaded a card full of images, it would pretty much kill half my battery. Well, I'm sure that's uh, not the case with this guy. Not brand new, anyway. Not out five, of the box. 5% of the battery. <laughs> so cool. just there, it's really nice. Yeah, and the battery, I mean, it tells me that I have... It, I, I'm not getting seven hours, but I'm getting four and a half, five hours of my normal usage. That's you pretty know. sweet, dude. That's almost a full yeah. day of work. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's not, if you're not, if you turn it off when you're not using it or, you know, that kind of thing, and if you were good and you turned down the brightness and all you were doing was typing and stuff. Oh and my you, God, it'd probably last for hours, a whole day. Yeah, you could probably almost get a whole day out of days. it. Days, so, it would last for days. You, you could, yeah. like, you could throw your power adapter away. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, man. By the way, hey, speaking of which, is there, A, a problem with uh, using a higher wattage power adapter? No. Like, this one comes with a 45, but I have no, it plugged into a 60. 65. It's fine. Is that going to charge no. it faster? No. It's not going to make any difference? Nope. It's okay. just bigger. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. This is this. That was a Mac question. At least that's that. That's how it used to be. I mean, yeah. I don't know why it would ever change. <laughs> okay, so here's my next... The other way around, though. You can't do what? the other... I mean, actually, you actually there's use an a interesting... One. Well, you can't you use... close it and you don't have it turned on, right? Well, the way it works, at least, again, the way it used to work when I was paying attention to these details, uh, you could plug in, like, the MacBook Air and the original MacBook came with lower uh, wattage power adapters from the MacBook Pros. Um, and this was even the case with the PowerBooks and the iBooks as well. That you would could, be a 60 versus 80 or something? Yeah, like, or 45 versus 60 or something like that. But you, you yeah. could plug in the lower wattage adapter to the 
bigger computer and it would power it, but it wouldn't charge the battery. Or if it would charge the battery, it would take a really long time. It was like right. one of those weird kind of compromises, yeah, but I mean, you, it would, it would power it up, but uh, you could charge or you could use it, but you couldn't do both. Something like some, that. Yeah. Something like that. I just remember that was a, that was an issue a long time ago. I don't think it's, yeah. that's the way it is anymore. Yeah. Uh, as I was telling you right before the show, my friend Amy is editing a web series. I took a picture of her last week and she came over and she brought her laptop and she's been editing it on iMovie on a white MacBook. Like the original? Yeah. Nice. Now, it, when she brought it to me last year, it had a 60 gig hard drive, which she was full up until like, I think it was 30 megs or 50 megs free. I mean, awesome. it was like... Why, why, was my, why is my computer running so slow? I don't know. Oh, I don't, so, I don't so get it. incredibly dangerous. One <laughs> gig of RAM. Oh, nice. And she was still editing on this thing. She sure. was editing video sure. on this. Sure, why not? Her desktop was one of those, you know, the people who have like the Pollock desktops full of so much crap that you can't even tell what's on it. <laughs> I, I've never referred to it as that. I, I usually call it the uh, the icon explosion. Yes. But, okay. Uh, yes. She she had an icon explosion on her yeah. desktop. Yeah. Now, I know people who have lots of stuff on their desktop and there's some sort of semblance of order. Sure. But then there's the people who just sort of save everything to the desktop and it just ends up becoming a giant list of things going from the upper right to the lower left. Yeah, it can be crazy, especially if you go with smaller icons. Right, including downloads and all kinds of stuff. It just becomes a mess. Yep. So in I whenever I see people in this kind of state, I almost I feel obligated to do something about it. Like uh you're some sort of a a desktop avenger? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And not gotcha. just desktops. I mean, this goes for all of this kind so of so you're you know? more like a computer avenger than yes gotcha like it, the idea that she is editing on a machine that's so underpowered just irks me yeah maybe we should get you a cape yeah i'm gonna get a cape so <laughs> uh so what i did was i had a 250 gig drive in the closet like an old one that i pulled out of my macbook when i got it so it sure. was an apple drive or toshiba or whatever you know yeah the apple, apple icon the apple yeah. firmware on it uh which is a whole other thing we'll get into at some point. Uh-huh. The whole Apple firmware thing. Yeah, that's um, an interesting tale. Uh, so I put that in, and I went down to Radio Shack, and I bought a 2-gig DIM. Really? And so I, you bought RAM from Radio Shack? Well, she paid me back. Well, it was it was close. It was Radio either Shack that or I go RAM? all the way into town. Yeah, they sell RAM. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't buy it there if I, was, if I had my druthers. I, I would have ordered from all, Newegg and... Well, Wow, all Radio but Shacks? I, the one near me does, and wow. it's not a particularly nice Radio Shack. Wow, I, this is totally new to me, man. I know they sell yeah. remote control cars and lots yeah, of car stereo things and, and adapters and, and batteries. Yeah. And oh, RAM. I guess so. Good yeah, for Well, good I mean, Radio Shack. real basic stuff. You know, like <laughs> this is, you know, some normal speed DDR2 dim you know sure. that i got so no, I, I mean i'm sure it's like top of the line and i'm sure it was a bargain as well <laughs> but yeah uh, it I was just, hey better than nothing right it was not cheap but it was fine sure sure um so i spent 70 dollars. she paid me back but i was just like you can't live like this <laughs> um so i put that in and so there were two 512s in there i pulled one of the 512s out put a two gig in so she had two and a half gigs I would have liked to put two two gigs in, but I just she didn't want to spend the money, and I well, wasn't going to support plus, it. Those machines don't didn't like it. You can't, I think those top out at three or something Did stupid they? like that. Yeah, or well, it doesn't show so. more than three. What's that? It doesn't show more than three or something. Yeah, like something like that. So you could okay. put two twos in there, but you'd only get three usable or something like that. Um, okay. So, but as it was, I had to improve what she did. So I sure. did that. I did a. Cl- I think I did a clean install of the OS, like it was like a brand new computer. I'm sure she was loving uh, it. Yeah. So she brought it back this year, the other night, and the 250 gig drive that I'd put in there was completely full up to like, I think there were like five gigs free. Okay. Yeah. So she just loaded it all up. It's all Someone's full. Someone's been keeping busy. Yeah. And and uh, it was so, you know those white MacBooks, how they get really dirty? Sure. It was like, there was stuff on the screen that I... I had to, I was just like, just turn it off. And then I went and got like cleaning stuff and yeah. I, I just had to go to town on this thing. Jesus, dude. You really well, are just, like an Avenger, man. It's crazy. You got like OCD. Like, I, yeah, but you know, it's funny. It's like, I'm not that OCD about my own stuff, but you know when it gets so bad that you're just like, how can you even work this way? No, I, I do. I do know that, yeah. but it's just, uh, you know, uh, Hey, more, more power to you, man. If it, if yeah. it makes it feel good. Go for it. So, so we're we're going through this thing, and here's my question: as a former Mac genius, okay, uh, 
have, so she hadn't installed a lot of updates. Sure. So there was piles of stuff in software sure. update. What, what, which, what version of the OS are we talking here? 10.5 or 10.6? Uh, it was Snow Leopard, but it was like, I don't know what was in there when she... Ooh. Well, when you 10, did the clean 10, install, 10.6.5, maybe it was, maybe 10.6.6. I don't so, remember what it was. A year but you ago. did the clean, fresh install as, as a 10.6 install. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so install Snow Leopard, and so I get all these updates, and so 10.6.8 is in there uh-huh. plus another half gigabyte of crap. Sure. So I download it all, and I click. You know, would you like to do this? Yes. Are you sure you want to install these things? Yes. We need to restart. Okay, restart. And instead of restarting, it just goes out to the login page and sits there. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. You have? Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, okay, well, something's stuck somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'll download the combo update and manually install 10.6.8, figuring maybe that's like the big thing, so that's probably what's hanging it up. That's not a bad step to take. Right. So I do that, and uh-huh. then there's still another 600 gigs worth of stuff. Or 600 megs worth of stuff. So that worked is what you're saying. So that, that did well, do the that, update. That, then... that installed. Uh-huh. But then I tried to do the rest of it, and it still did the same thing after the login page. Okay. So I go into disk utilities, and I do repair permissions. Uh-huh. And it finds a whole bunch of crap, sure. which which was an interesting little thing on uh, Hypercritical the other day. Uh-huh. Where John Serkiza was saying that HFS, like, kind of... Even if you're just using it normally and nothing's going wrong, errors accumulate on totally. it. Totally, yeah. Because it's not Absolutely. that... It's kind of like kludgy now. Yeah, it's always been that uh, way, as far as I know. Which is, which is a weird thing to me to think that errors are accumulating on my disk just by normal usage. You know, that scares me. That makes me un... Really? You know. Well, if only because, okay, errors are accumulating on my images and then I'm super-dupering backupping them... Which no, but that, those are two different layers, man. Those are two different layers. Okay. So the stuff you're talking, they're talking about is more similar stuff. Like, uh, uh, not similar stuff. Uh, more uh, low level, like this has, this ha- says it has X amount of bytes, but it's actually this kind of amount of bytes. Yeah, that more kind of stuff. Record also, keeping stuff. It's also more on the on the disk on the disk level, not on the not on the file level. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not it's not going to corrupt files. It, it can corrupt files. I'm not, I mean, anything is possible. But the kind right. of stuff he's talking about has to do with uh, with accessing the disk. I mean, uh, um, I, I mean, I've seen I've seen files get corrupt from time to time, but I it's yeah. it's so it's so rare. Yeah, it's just it was amazing to me that she didn't really do anything wrong with this drive, and yet it was errors all over the place. You know? Yeah, I think the other thing is that when you compare a, an image, um, like larger files, like like images, sounds, do, you know, just documents in general, they behave a little bit differently than the teeny weeny little settings files, you know, like okay. uh, like preference files and text files. Because I think I, I don't know. I think when you have a a big bunch of teeny weeny little files. They are way more prone to get messed up and lost than than you know two or three really big files, if that makes yeah. sense. Okay. No, that it's it's just it was interesting to me. I think I don't know. I'm I, okay. I I'm not an expert on this, but that's that's been my experience. I I mean it's it's just funny. You know how there's there's weird relationships between large large amounts of data and small amounts of data. I mean we've I'm sure we've talked about this before. How, sure. You know you have a hundred ten meg files versus you know a hundred one meg files. The ten meg, you know, the ten meg files will transfer faster than the the one meg files because it's less stuff for the computer to keep track of. Yeah, and even that's the same amount of data, so that that sort of thing. Okay, so I ran the disk permissions, uh, repair permissions, and didn't make any difference. Okay, I tried everything I could think of, and I couldn't get it going again. And I tried to do searches, but it's like that's a very weird thing to try to explain in a, in a Google box. Sure. You know? Totally. Uh, so I didn't get a lot of stuff that I liked. So if anybody has an answer to this anyway, uh-huh. I sort of just somewhat gave up and I was like, look, your computer is now five years old. Yeah. Four, at least four years old, if not. Yeah. Five. And you're editing video on it and you are planning on editing more video on it because she wants to start doing all this stuff. Right. You know, for professionally for other people and this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, you really should think about an upgrade. Now, she is a student. She doesn't have any money. This is a problem. Right. right. Sure. She doesn't She doesn't have $1,500 or $1,600. Right. Uh, so we, we were looking at ways. So I was like, what you should really get is probably a 15-inch MacBook Pro. Nice yeah. Think. So get one of those, and then we'll get a 8-gig 
upgrade kit for 80 bucks. Right. We'll pop it in there and you will be golden. Right. For the next like three or four years. <laughs> yeah. Like it would be a serious machine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's funny though, that you would be spending seventeen, eighteen hundred $1,800 on a laptop and not be getting an SSD, which now that I have all my machines, my machines with SSDs, I would almost never consider, Uh huh. you know, just because it makes so much big of a difference. It's yeah, it's awesome. But I'm not going to, you know, maybe we could swap it out and then do the thing like you did where you take the internal drive and put it in the spot of the optical drive and, you know, but I'm not going to get involved with that with her. Uh-huh. So anyway, we've been looking at it, but it gets you thinking about like what you really want in a system like that. For example, if I were going to do it, I'd get a 15 inch MacBook Pro upgrade it to eight gigs of RAM, maybe do the swap thing with the drive and an SSD. Uh-huh. And I would get the high res screen, which we were talking about before the show. Sure. Because, you know, the MacBook Air has, I think this is 1440 by 900 on a little 13-inch screen. Right. And this kind of resolution on a 15-inch screen ends up being the 19 by whatever it is. Um, Which, if you're doing a lot of video editing and you're having a lot of UI on the screen, would seem to me to be a very good thing. Sure. Uh, But for a lot of people, that $100 upgrade is a lot of money. And this this kind of goes back to what you were saying last week. I was I think it was last week where you were saying how trying to tell people that yeah this is two thousand dollars but this is two thousand dollars that you will use for the next three years that you're going to get all this enjoyment out of and all this use out of yeah but trying to sell that up front is very difficult to do you know I, I it's, guess it's kind I mean, of it's it's penny wise and pound foolish sometimes you know it's like i'm going to spend sixteen hundred dollars but i'm not going to spend eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> yeah even though those two hundred dollars can make a big difference in the things you get it's true i mean i i just use the history you know uh as an example when i'm when i'm trying to make that point it's like you know in your friend's case it's like how long you know think back for a second how long have you had this computer yeah what what have you done think of think just think for a second of all of the things that you've done with this computer over over the the two or three years three or four years that you've had it four or five years, whatever uh, the point, the point is, you know, you, if you were to try to assign a value to that, it, it far outweighs whatever money you spent, you know, on, on purchasing that thing way, way back yeah. when, you know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's almost like a no brainer. So the real, the real catch is just, uh, it's just timing your purchase. You know, obviously not everyone, you know, everyone's not made of money, but, uh, but you know, these days with credit cards and, and loans and stuff like that, I mean, the, the, the long and the short of it is that the prices have gotten, lower over time, man. I, oh, I remember yeah. it wasn't long ago where you couldn't really think about getting into a, a high end, like usable system for less than three grand, yeah. you know? And now it's like practically half that it's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Now you can literally edit HD video on my MacBook air for 1200 bucks. It's kind of, it's kind of awesome. No, it is. It's, it's fabulous. So, so today I think she's, she was waiting for, she had her wallet stolen or she lost her oh, wallet. So she's sucks. waiting for a new credit card. Sure. And apparently Apple is pretty good at doing 12 month uh, as cash. Yeah. They, they have the whole, they have this relationship with, uh, I cannot remember the bank name, but there's a whole, you know, like you can almost get approved for a same as cash loan like yeah. on site, like, yeah. you know, right then and there. So apparently she was approved for like 12 or $1,300 and then she'll put the difference on her credit card. There you go. But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's going to put you in the hole and everything like that. But just think about the it's it's hard to explain to somebody who's using an older, slower computer for serious stuff, how much better it can be, their experience can be and their work could get. I mean, editing, exporting video on a quad core i7 versus a core duo, not even a core two duo, dude, a core duo. It's it's you know, it's. It's not Unbelie- even 64 bit. Yeah. It's going to blow her mind, you know, <laughs> like yeah, literally not to, not her to mention, mind will be blown. Yeah. Not to mention the new version of iMovie, which, uh, has gotten a lot better since it came out a couple of years ago. Uh, I've, yeah. I've liked it a lot. Uh, I've been able to get some really nice stuff done and, and even final cut pro the old version. I mean, it's not yeah. great, but it, uh, well for her, actually the new version makes a lot of sense. It yeah. being sort of iMovie pro totally. Uh, th- she's the kind of person that that's made for. Yeah, I haven't. I still haven't, you know, gotten my hands. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could, I could get my hands on it if I wanted to, but I haven't had the need or the the time to uh, install yeah. the new version of Final Cut Pro to play yeah. with. Hey, uh, is is it true that with the App Store stuff, they've sort of removed educational pricing of software? Uh, 
Well, I think so. But also, the, the, another interesting news tidbit that came out a couple weeks ago <clears throat> was that Apple introduced uh, volume purchasing, like a like a business front end to the Mac App Store, right? To allow for bulk purchasing. So, right. <clears throat> if that's the case, there could very well be like an educational front end to the store as well. Not on, right. <clears throat> excuse me, not on like uh, iTunes U for yeah. you know how like you you know depending on what your what Apple ID you log in with that that governs what bits you can you can see sure so i wouldn't be surprised if uh if that was the case or that would be the case in the near future it's the kind of thing where 300 299 for final cut i know is a really great price but for somebody who has no money 300 dollars is a lot for software well sure and they 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 also offered that i mean i remember way back in the day um when final cut pro first came out and it was you know nine like a grand or 1200 bucks there was an educational license available for half price yeah. Um, the only thing that people never really took to heart until they <laughs> until the time came, that there's one kind of crucial uh, detail about educational licenses, and that's that they are generally not upgradable. Um, yes. So so when like I remember that was the case for Microsoft Office. So it's like oh well you know you could buy Office for four ninety nine or whatever, but there's also the student version for ninety nine bucks or one twenty nine or whatever it was. Yeah. But you know when when the next version comes out, you can't upgrade that license. You got to buy it again fresh. It's that way with uh, Adobe stuff, too. Yeah, Adobe does that. However, it's funny because the educational pricing is pretty much what the upgrade pricing is. Yeah. It's like $600 for the suite or whatever it is. So, I mean, in some ways, you could just keep buying the educational version if you can get it. It's true. I remember when in the old days when they actually like used to tag the about screen so it would even like it would know. So when you type, you know, when you did use, you know, educational license, it would say, you know, education version on it <laughs> well the worst like case scenario is when it actually tags the files oh right <clears throat> i hate that yeah that's not good that's not cool uh so anyway so hopefully amy will give me a call today and we'll meet up and get that we will get her some new hotness um it's Sweet. just it's yeah it's interesting stuff anyway i just thought you might have some insight on that whole going out to the login screen like where would you where would you even go from there well me personally the next step i would take would be one of two. Um, we've never talked about this, but this is one of my old school, longtime favorite tools um, that I install on all my machines. Um, it's a little collection of scripts called Applejack. Have I ever told you about Applejack? I don't think so. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. We'll put it in the notes. Uh, Applejack is essentially, uh, like I said, it's a little collection of of command line um, routines that this dude put together into this nifty little sort of self-contained uh, menu system. Well, uh, no, not, not menu system. Let, let's put it this way. Here's how it works. You Once you've installed Applejack, which is literally just like three lines of code, um, what happens is you restart your computer and you hold down the command key and the S key. And that tells your computer to boot into what Apple calls single user mode. And when you do that, rather than going through the normal boot sequence, uh, after the initial, like, just quick, you know, power on self-test, you know, making sure that the RAM is there, the graphics card's there, you know, the hard drive is there, blah, 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 it basically brings you to uh, a Unix prompt. And from there, you can decide, you know, you can mount the file system, you can do a little, you know, some very basic poking around. Obviously, since the file system hasn't, since the OS hasn't loaded uh, you know, there isn't a ton of things you can do, but from a troubleshooting standpoint, it's extremely useful. So what this guy did is he basically put these commands right at that uh, at that level, so that once you're at the the boot stage, like but right before you're about to even boot, um, you can type in the word Applejack and then hit return, and then it presents you with this little old school DOS style or Unix style menu of, of, of routines to run. There's five basic routines um, that are all relatively good for, you know, maintaining your computer. Um, let's see if I can remember them off the top of my head. I don't know the exact order, but I know one of them is is the traditional FSCK, which is a file system check, which is basically what happens when you go into disk utility and hit uh, disk first aid. It basically sure. just does a real quick inventory of the of the file system and if there are any problems it'll tell you and it'll try to fix them etc uh another thing it does is 
it examines the system and I believe also the user cache files and folders and will get rid of that stuff. Um, I'm sure you and I both know what cache, C-A-C-H, C-A-C-H-E, uh, files and folders are, but for those who are not as familiar, uh, computers basically make little sort of shortcuts or notes for themselves so that they can save time. So once you ask a computer to do something, uh, it'll make a note for itself so that it doesn't have to reinvent the wheel and re, re, redo that math, so to speak. And, and it, that's generally called a, a cache file. Um, and for the most part, the cache files are, are good things. But over time, uh, especially like weeks or months, uh, cache files can get corrupt or old or just flat out busted. And they just need to be ditched and recreated they, from scratch. They accumulate like recycling. Yeah, like recycling or like dust, um, mm-hmm. you know, s- stuff like that. So so Applejack has a nice little cache cleanup routine, which is handy. It also does a uh, repair permissions routine where we were talking about that before. You know, it goes through the it's the same exact thing as in disk utility. It goes through the receipts and compares the the file names, locations and permissions and what have you uh, for each of those files. Last, uh, it also does, I think it does some, some sort of nifty P list, uh, checking. I think it, it, there's a, there's a routine that you can do that'll confirm whether or not your P list files are corrupt or not, which can be, you know, a, a lifesaver. Um, you know, if, if a particular, a P list file is, is another word, it's essentially a preference file. And if one of your system preference files is out of whack, it can easily cause problems. It's kind of crazy how one little, one, just one little bad file can bring your entire system to a, to a standstill. Well, if it's a preference file for the system, exactly like real That's, basic stuff. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It, now, so I was listening that. one second it, yeah. on Mac power users. You ever listen to that podcast? I think so. Maybe once Which, or twice. I'm not, I'm not apparently a has been eaten up by five by five. Oh really? Good for them. Yeah. They're now going to start getting distributed on five by five. Sweet. Anyway, uh, they were saying that back in the old days, uh-huh. pre snow leopard, uh, huh. That a lot of this stuff had to be done manually, but then there were some weird daemons inside of Snow Leopard, I think. Yeah. That do some of this stuff automatically within yeah, there's, Mac OS. There's daily, weekly, and monthly. Yeah. There's yeah. a couple of routines that would, if you leave your machine on all the time, they do the best they can to clean up after itself. But the problem is a lot of people don't leave their machines on, or they leave them on, but they put them to sleep. And they don't, and, and these, these routines are cron, you know, or whatever launch D or what, you know, they're, sure. they're automatically scheduled to, uh, run at odd hours of the morning so that they don't get in your way. And if if your machine's asleep, then it's never going to run. Yeah. So this, this, so again, Applejack does that sort of thing. And there's one other thing that I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but anyway, uh, I have had really good luck with it over the years. The guy who, who maintains it has done a really good job of updating it as the major OSs have been released. I, I don't. I would imagine he hasn't gotten around to a Lion version yet, uh, since it's been only a couple of weeks. But I haven't looked. Yeah. But uh, generally speaking, when I'm troubleshooting, and I know you know, and it's been a while, uh, I will go ahead and boot into single user mode, fire up Applejack, and it even has a nifty little uh, automated version of it where you can basically say run all five of the routines and then restart the computer when you're done, so you don't have to sit sure. there and babysit it. So I'll do that, <laughs> and then uh, how often? <clears throat> oh, I, I generally only do it when I get trouble. Uh, so it's not like a regular thing for me, but I know some people okay. who are like, you know, really, you know, whatever you want to call it, vigilant and, and like to keep their machines as clean as possible. And they'll do it like, you know, once a week or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, that's, that's usually a nice harmless, usually harmless anyway, <laughs> um, step to take the, the thing to just, just to be aware of is that the first restart that you take after, after running all that is going to be a lot longer because uh, you know when you kill off all those cache files it needs to, it to rebuild them. it all yeah so i generally my, my routine is to run applejack uh restart you know let the computer restart on its own and then i'll just as soon as it gets back up to the desktop i'll go ahead and restart it one more time and then that usually takes a fraction of the time uh and then see if the problem persists and if that doesn't do it my next step would be to <clears throat> excuse me uh to boot the machine uh to another system uh, and give Disk Warrior a try. Uh, <clears throat> Disk Warrior is another one of those old school utilities that actually it's been around since OS nine days. It was written by this guy. I think his name was like Al Whipple or something like that. One of one of the guys who like wrote HFS. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when, you know, he used to work for Apple, and he's like Doctor HFS, and he basically just wrote this tool 
it's kind of a one trick pony. Um, but because it's had such tremendous impact on the on the Mac community, it gets that sort of like you know holy grail sort of status where I think you know people think oh run Discord that'll fix it. You know it's like no nah, yeah. not quite dude. It just it does this one thing and it happens to do it really well. And every once in a while it can save your bacon. But uh, it basically just does a, a lower level HFS cleanup. Uh, and it, you know, it does a directory scan and a directory repair. And it has this really awesome feature where if the directory is so far gone that it can't sustain booting, it'll still let you, uh, if it can, it'll, it'll create you a, a sort of a preview or a temp version of the directory that you can actually mount and then use to, to get data off of. So uh, I can't speak highly enough of, of Disc Warrior. I mean, it's saved myself and clients, you know, hundreds of times in the past. It's, you know, the there, best hundred bucks I've ever spent. There seem to be, uh, like, there's that SpinWrite app that a lot of people use on hard drives, uh, which is actually really low level, like below any sort of file system. Uh-huh. So people have, like, clicking drives and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, there's this app uh, called SpinWrite, which apparently can do wonders for s- stuff like that. Is that a Mac uh, thing? I never, I don't think uh, I've never heard of it. It's, it's actually, it doesn't run in Windows. It's actually like you boot a CD to, to do it. Huh. And uh, usually people do it on PCs because you're supposed to, you have to have the drive plugged directly into a motherboard. So you can't do it on like external drives and that kind of stuff unless you kind crack like, them open. Yeah, kind of like that OWC firmware update thing. Yeah, but <laughs> but apparently like it's so low level that it can do things that you would not think possible, like saves drives that are dead or, you know, t- takes a dead drive and gets it working enough that you can get your stuff off of it. Wow, um, that's cool. I never heard of that one. Yeah, it's uh, the guy who does, um, it's by this guy, Steve Gibson, who does Security Now on Twit. Uh-huh. And uh, he's hardcore. He like writes everything in assembly and like, you know, he's he's that kind of guy. Sure, sure. Uh and apparently, every uh, every show they read testimonials from people, like how you know save their ass. Sure, sure. Um, so it's interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, that's that's what I would do. Uh, I would I would guess that between those two steps, uh, Applejack and Disc Warrior, that would probably I'd give those seventy five percent odds of repair of fixing getting past your yeah. you know login prompt uh, issue if that doesn't do the case if that that didn't do it then at that point uh, I would probably deem the system uh, unstable enough to warrant reinstallation yeah it's weird because other than that other than the fact that it wasn't installing the updates it didn't seem to have any note it, like it was running fine all things considered yeah so I just found it very odd that it I mean it was like I want to install it yes okay I'm just going to go out to login it's like no reboot and install the stuff. Yeah, I mean, and if it, you it just rebooted, rebooted, it didn't do it. It could also be a disk issue. You know, that, like you said, that disk is was an older disk that had, had some stuff on it before, and we all know. Well, it was. It was. I pulled it out like the day I got it oh, and okay. replaced the drive, so it was a brand new drive. But still, I mean, yeah. It, sometimes that, that's actually another interesting point. Sometimes people get confused and they think that simply reinstalling an OS on a troublesome drive can 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 fix it. And well, in fact, what you do need to do. Uh, is just reformat the drive. Um, right. There's a big difference between a clean install versus a clean install with a reformat. Right. Uh, in fact, I've actually had good results where you can back up the the troublesome system. You know, the OS itself and the files and all that stuff is fine. It's actually just quote unquote the formatting of the of the disk that's the problem. So you can basically do a super duper clone. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so, you know, like a super duper clone of the system, and then you basically reformat that drive, and then you can clone it back. And it'll work just fine. Yeah. Uh, I've had that happen, you know, at least a dozen times in the past. That's recently what I did with my... I tried to install Lion on this Hackintosh, and I had all kinds of problems. Yeah. And I decided to go back to Snow Leopard. By the way, to bring it back to Snow Leopard, the trick is to... you Because I have it all saved as sparse images. Right. You have to mount the sparse image. And then just do it from there. And then do it from disk utility, not from super duper. Like that don't super duper it back onto the drive. You want to restore it from disk utility gotcha. with the mounted sparse image. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Nerdy I'm a big stuff, fan but... of, well, I'm a, actually, I, I'm a big, I think disk utility gets a bum rap because of the other tools like carbon copy cloner and, and sure. super duper. But, uh, these days, man, I, I just, I like using disk utilities restore, you know, top field, bottom field, you know, yeah. target, target destination, it's never. It's really never failed for me, you know. Although I, w- I, I will say, for recently for Super Duper, we wanted to start backing up Heather's drive, uh-huh. and uh, I actually set it up so that it's backing up to my backup drive on my computer over the network. Uh huh. 
and I let it go all the other night, so it backed up all 200 gigs. But uh-huh. now it'll just do smart updates every week. Nice. So God forbid her, you know, because I don't like Time Machine. Yeah, like, I, it makes too much of a mess. Like yeah. it's and and Heather had a time machine backup and it didn't actually restore a lot of her files and it's just it, it's the kind of thing where like I'd rather just have a copy of the drive. No, you know, as I, as a serious user. If I had know. to choose, if you're saying, if you told me that I could only have one backup, and my yeah. choices were Time Machine or ChronoSync or Super Duper, yeah, or Carbon Copy Cloner or whatever. I would I would lean towards the full copy, you know, bootable right. copy, you know, like a full clone of the drive over Time Machine. However, since I'm not constrained to those you limits, do both. I do both because there are some really nice I, I got to tell you man, it's it's just I, I don't know about you, but I have made dumb mistakes and thrown a file away or saved over sure. something or renamed yeah. something or yeah. all of a sudden something something started acting weird and I could I could say, well, this just this happened in the past 4 hours. So yeah. let me just, you know, take, I'm going to just revert this whole folder back, you know, to sure. the, the one from this morning and voila, it works just fine. You know, I think, I, I go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think for, for, for large scale restorations, like I, I don't know if I would trust time machine for doing an entire OS, you know, right. or, or an entire application, you know, what have you, but for onesie twosie stuff for files and folders and individual things like that, I think it's awesome. It does a really great job. Uh, Heather's computer it was getting a little full and I said, you want to delete some crap because it's getting a little too full for my liking as sure. far as like safety. Sure. Uh, and so she started deleting a lot of TV shows and things that she bought from iTunes sure. and it didn't actually save any space. And I'm like, what's going on? And, and lion is like backing up everything she deletes. <laughs> so it's not actually deleting anything. Right. And I've yet to figure out how to either say flush that cache. You're, or, you're talking about on Time Machine. You're saying when you delete it, no, it's not no, no, up no, 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 no. On the local drive. Really? Yeah, that's weird. on the local drive. Like it, it had a hundred gigs worth of video. Uh huh. And now it's got ten gigs worth of video and ninety gigs worth of backup in quotes. Oh, where on the drive itself? Locally. Where's this backup folder that you're talking about? I don't know. I think it just I think it just sort of like hides the files that you delete until somehow it flushes oh, them a maybe week it has later or whatever. To do with that. Yeah, it's all the versioning that, shit. That's right. That new I haven't man, I haven't touched any of that yeah. stuff yet. Like um, it's stuff that I mean, as as a power user, it's yeah. stuff that's just like, oh, that would drive me nuts. Oh yeah, I can see that being a like, problem. Tell but, me I if I tell you to delete something delete it because then there's all kinds of security things too you know oh, what i mean sure. like well not to mention my, one of my number one issues from way back in the day uh was like large single single files like like the entourage user database that sure. man that file that's like a two you know those things could get up oh, jesus two four seven eight gigs if you're not yeah. if you're not careful and the problem is that to the file system that's just a giant ass file. And guess what? Yeah. That thing is, as long as entourage is open, that is being written to and from, you know, yeah. many times a day. So what are you going to do? Try and back that whole thing up every single time. Right. Um, I think over time they figured out a way to, to do diff, you know, some sort of a differential sure. type of thing where they, you know, they're just modifying the file or they, they, they wait. Maybe I think Microsoft, Microsoft eventually redid the way that file behaves. And then it's actually like a package now. So, which is essentially a folder full of a bunch of files. But yeah. in the old days, man, uh, when Time Machine first came out, I remember that was a huge problem. Yeah. So that kind of thing like makes me... It's like the whole point of me deleting these is so I have more space so the drive isn't so choked. Right. And here you are not actually helping that at all. Right. I mean, I, and I've yet to find a place to tell it to not do that or to get rid of them. You know, like manually say, okay, all the stuff I've done in the past day, you can delete all that stuff. Um Anyway, so just something to think about. Yeah. Uh, well, we took more time doing this stuff than I thought. Okay. But uh, I'm I'm kind of cranky today. I noticed you're a little uh, you're a little antsy or something. Yeah, What's I'm up? antsy. What's up, uh, Bill? Tell me. So a friend of mine, yeah, is going through some stuff. Uh huh. Has been for the past year or year and a half, a little over a year. Is this somebody I know? No. Okay. And uh, uh, yesterday, I made a somewhat public uh, uh, comment of support for them. Yeah, like on Twitter, something like that. Yeah. Did I see it? I mean, did, have you since retracted it? No, I haven't retracted it. Okay. And uh, but I don't want it to get it to be a big public thing. Okay. Except to say that, like, I got 
a message back from them saying, I haven't heard from you in a year. I don't want your support. Oh, okay. And then they stopped being my friend. Oh, on, on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Okay. This really bothers me. Okay. Well, I guess the question is, <laughs> so I then replied to them via email saying, wow, that was really harsh and kind of mean. And, you know, just because I haven't seen you doesn't mean that I don't care about you. And, you know, uh-huh. other people have other things going on in their lives that could be important to them as well. Sure. And uh, basically kind of giving them an opportunity to say, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm just in a bad mood because of X. Uh-huh. And then I get another snippy note back from them uh-huh. saying that I've disappointed them a number of times. Huh. And the what bothers me about it is that I try to be the person that doesn't disappoint people. Sure. So if somebody's actually saying that I'm disappointing them, that really, I don't know, it's very upsetting to me. Okay. So I guess the question is... <sighs> Is there is there a point is is being a bad friend like oh I haven't heard from you a while or is it wow that person badmouthed me in public you know what I mean like is is there a difference between a negative thing and nothing? Do you understand uh, what I'm trying I to think say? I know what you mean. You're talking about like I, I mean just to make a, a sort of analogy, is it considered lying if you don't volunteer the the truth so to speak? Yeah. Right. That kind of thing. I mean, okay, yeah. As 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 a as a rough version of that, yeah. Right. So you it's know, like it's, it's like you didn't lie to that person, but you didn't necessarily volunteer the information that you had. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not that's not exactly how what happened, but yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I'm that, just that, saying. Yeah. That's the sort of conundrum that you're uh, exactly pondering. you're pondering. You know, it's like just 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 because I haven't. I don't know. I guess the question is. Whether it's being a bad friend if you haven't talked to somebody in a while, you know? You yeah. Know? And, and, and and the flip side of that is, okay, yeah, you haven't heard from me in a year, but you know what? I haven't heard from you in a year either. It's true. It, so I mean, aren't you just as culpable in this? It's it's a really tricky situation because what it all what it all boils down to in my in my opinion <clears throat> is uh is, is expectations. Um everybody, you know, we, we all have expectations for for all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's that's the way humans forge <laughs> through the world. You know, you 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 experience something and you learn about it. You know, you're like, oh, okay, when I do this, this is what happens. And then after a certain number of times, you uh, <clears throat> you you start to develop a, a pattern. You know, you recognize a pattern. You're like, oh, okay, well now because the the past ten times I've done this, this has been the outcome. I can expect that to be you know, the, the norm. So, so now I can go through my life with that expectation of, of, you know, of this particular system or this particular situation, right? Yes. Simple stuff. But the problem is sometimes, uh, people's expectations can get twisted around and sometimes people will misinterpret one another or they will, they will misinterpret the pattern. Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of easy to do. And I mean, geez, uh, let's see, in music, for example, you, you know, there's there's some people who will interpret certain feels or time signatures um, in different ways. They're not wrong, you know. Like for example, three over four, for example, you know, that's a, that's a weird sort of thing. That's a weird phenomenon, and some people feel it one way, and some people feel it another way. Um, and however you you get there, you know, is is fine. But but if you try to if you try to share it with someone and they don't they don't see it the same way you do. Um, there could be some some misunderstanding, some some friction. Yeah. So um, it sounds to me like that's that's been the case here. Is that obviously this person had certain expectations of you? Yeah. And you did not meet them, and you had certain expectations of them that were fine, but because they weren't in line with one another, uh, some some friction has yeah. been introduced. Well, what what really upsets me is that this person was on my list of, you know, 20 people that if I was on the run because I was falsely accused of murder, uh-huh. they would be one of the people that I would feel trust to contact. Huh. You know? So you've known this person for a while? Yeah, years. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I can I can say the same. I can I can relate to what you're talking about because I, I mean, and they're had... they're going through some really heavy stuff right now, which sure. you know no. is is bad, and I completely understand that. And no, but I I, I was just going to say I can I can relate, man, because I've I've got some friends who I've known for quite some time who have made some you know things things have changed over the years. You know, friends I've known for years since high school. You know, who are not the same folks. Yeah. Uh, and that's another thing, actually. I was just having this interesting conversation with my cousin the other day. People change? Uh, yeah. Long story short, man. People change, man. I mean, we were talking about, you know, marriage and, and long-term stuff. And he was telling me how, you know, it's really hard to find someone, you know, to... I mean, he's 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 our age, and he's been looking to, to get married for for years now. For that's really long time. That's the way to go about it. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been looking for a partner. He, he he really wants to have kids and have a family and stuff like that. And he was telling me this whole story about how he just had this really frustrating stretch of uh, of of bad luck, you know, with 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 different partners uh, who didn't see, you know, didn't see the world in the same way he did. And and he he basically it took him a good ten years of experimenting and, and trial and error to figure out what what you know the right way. To, to stack it up so that he could he could find the person he was looking for and finally i guess last year or a year and a half ago he uh he he he, he figured it out and uh you know the, the trick is finding someone who who you know you know you're going to want to who has like these one or two key long-term goals that are similar to you and then you you got to go into it understanding or expecting that they're going to change over time. Like the person is going to change, you know, sure. Their, their looks are going to change their, their preferences might change. Um, but, but as long as they have like these lower level, like I want to have kids, that's a pretty lower, that's a pretty low level, you know, goal. As long as that is in place, um, you know, that's, that's, that's enough to, to build a relationship on. Um, but, but my example was like, you know, you look at me 10 years ago, you know, and, you know, my favorite food and my favorite band and the, you know, the stuff I like to do in my spare time. Uh, even in some cases, you know, the people I was attracted to, like the people I wanted to spend time with and my friends and stuff like that, all that's different now, you know? Sure. So it's reasonable to assume that 10 years from now, uh, it's going to be the same deal. Maybe it might not be as extreme, you know, because I think as we, as we age, we get a little bit better at figuring stuff out and, you know, and the, the variance is, is not quite as wide. But it's reasonable to assume that, that in 10 years from now, you know, people I, I'm super close with right now and things I like to do and my favorite stuff now won't be the same 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I find it odd that it all kind of failed catastrophically in some ways, you know, I, I guess like just out of nowhere, it's like, you're a terrible person. Well, it's, but screw it's, you. Here's the That's thing, what dude, it kind of felt like. It's, I was like, it's wow, out of really? nowhere, but it's out of nowhere to you, to this yeah, person. True. To this person, it has. This has obviously been building up, and if if I mean, I don't know. If you ask me, the 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 key to this stuff is basically, well, it's it's expectations management and communication, and and those kind of go hand in hand. You, you can't right. really you can't really keep up with someone's expectations if they don't talk about them. You know, if you True. can't if you can't put them on the table. So so if this person has written you off, so to speak, if this person has given up and they're like, you know what, this this I'm done. There's not a whole lot you can do, <laughs> you know, you, you, they have to want to, they have to want to, to, to come to the table and, and yeah. talk about it. And who knows? I just don't like enemies. No. Well, who, and, who, and who, I, and I also don't like, I don't know. It's just, there's something about the idea that I, I don't know. I've been, it's, if you're going through something tough and somebody says, wow, I really feel for you and you're going through something tough. I think it's, it's almost like the last, that's not when you say, screw you. I don't want your support. You know, it's like, well, well, but again, if, if there's some history, if there's some other thing yeah. attached to it, then that, that, that makes sense, man. It seems like there's more to the story than I have. Well, obviously there is, dude. Why would this, you know, you guys are on different pages. You guys do not have the same yeah. uh, history written. You know, this person yeah. sounds like this person has way more information than you do um, on, on your history. And until you guys sync that stuff up until you guys are both on the same page, yeah, you're you're gonna feel that way, and that person's gonna feel that way too. You know, it's very frustrating. It is, man. I, you know, it's on a similar note. I get frustrated when, when uh, on on the short term. Um, for example, 
I'm in this process now, as, as we've talked about, of starting a new, you know, a new leaf, you know, new, a new routine. And I'm trying to find new people to work with photographers to assist and, and collaborate with and what have you. So I'm, I'm right now I'm in this, this sort of unusually high frequency, uh, meeting, you know, meeting new people, making lots of first impressions and what have you. Um, and it's kind of frustrating for me to, to have this, what, you know, what, what I might consider a successful first outing, you know, first date or whatever you want to call it. First, first, uh, get together and then find out, uh, oops, sorry about that. Uh, and then find out, you know, or, 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 you know, months will pass or weeks will pass, or I won't get a call back or I won't get a, you know, no one will, no one will write me back or whatever. And all of a sudden I'm off this person's list for some reason. And I don't know why, you know, that, that's, that's, that's what I get a little upset about. I mean, and, and that's something I have to deal with. You know, it's, it's the same thing as going out on a first date and not getting a call back, you know, it's sure. like, why, why didn't she like me? You know, what was it? Something I said, what did I do? You know? And, and, and that can really, you know, that can totally throw someone for, for a loop. I, I, when I was younger, man, that would, that was, that would really fuck me up, you know, for, for weeks at a time sometimes. Um, but, uh, I, you know, does that, I, I don't know if that, if that's similar to what you're talking about, but that's, that's, yeah, that, that's I mean, it's, it's all in the same vein. You're you're right that it is a communications issue. It's an expectations issue. Yeah, I just you know it's it, it doesn't when, make it any less frustrating. No, it's of it's a, it's a very disruptive response to what I thought was a nice supportive statement. You right. Know? Yeah, you thought you were you were doing the right thing. It's not like she was. She you know they're going through all this stuff, and I said, hey, you know, pizza's pretty good. Let's get some. You know, it's like no, I was saying. <laughs> You know, no, I I totally get it, man. Um, I mean, if 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 I were in your position, I would probably reach out to that person and say, "Hey, let's back up a step here." Uh, you know, and then at this point, it sounds also sounds to me this is another interesting thing that's sort of only been in, in play for the past few years. Um, and there's a, this this could turn into a whole different discussion, but but levels of abstraction, for lack of a better term, um, as far as communicating with people. Now we have so many different layers and different sure. ways to communicate with people, you know, which are super passive and, and latent, you know, like for example, like some, you, you tweeting something or you posting something on Facebook or you sending a text message, you sending a Facebook email versus a regular email. There's a phone call. There's a, you know, coming over and hanging out. There's bumping into you by chance on the street. There's that, you know, that, Oh, I heard from this person that, you know, the, the intermediary, you know, rumor there's all these different ways that people can, you know, can communicate now and, and, and obtain and, and exchange information. And they all have these different little, you know, aspects to them that are, that, you know, that have to be taken into consideration. And it sounds to me from what little we've talked about this, that this has all happened electronically, right? You, you get, it's all happened via yes. little, little messages, you know, somehow. And it sounds to me like if it were me again, if this were, if I were in your boat, the next step I would take was to pick up the phone, you know, and, and actually get a real time conversation. Cause you can, you can definitely, feel a lot you can get a lot more information just in a real-time conversation from someone's tone and and from how they're speaking and you know no you totally can i just you know it's just it's one of those things honestly i was sitting there last (laughs) night and going over this stuff with heather and i'm kind of like you know what i was being nice they were really mean i wrote back saying hey you're really mean and then they were mean again so uh, it's kind of like well you know what Uh, i'm not going to sit here and get beat up you know like no, if I course. if I treated somebody that way twice, I wouldn't expect them to give me another chance. You okay. know what I mean? No, like, it's true. It's true. And, so and it's kind of yeah, it's true. And sometimes that's that's that has to happen. Like sometimes, like when you're trying to send a message to someone, um, yeah. And if like, they realize a week from now or a year from now, they're like, "Wow, that was you know, I went over the line." Then you know. It's yeah. just it's just upsetting to me. No, I I completely agree, man. I I had a, I try to be a good friend, you know, and no, it's like dude, I I mean, I it's funny. I went through uh a similar, not not really similar, but I went through something that that can be related to this not too long ago with my one of my like basically my first serious girlfriend from like 10 years ago, 90, 98, 97, 98. Um and I I know I, mean, I I have vague these weird vague memories because it was a long time ago and it was you know a, an emotional time for me so um I don't know I can't remember all the details but I know I did not leave things you know as well as I could have <laughs> um and and, and it, it's one of those things where you know over the years it would just kind of I you know be lying in bed and just thinking about random stuff or having a conversation with someone or 
looking at some old pictures or whatever. And, you know, and then that, that time and that situation would, would sort of bubble up again. I'm like, Oh man, yeah, that's right. That did not end well. And, you know, and it got to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take a step and, and do something about that. And, uh, and I, you know, and I reached out and, and, you know, we're not all, it's not all great now, but, but now at least I've, I've gotten a sort of, uh, whatever you want to call it, a kind of closure, kind of redemption or some sort of a satisfaction, you know, a satisfying step where now, it, now those, those feelings don't come back anymore. You know, it felt, it felt good to, to open that door and to have that conversation. And it was a little awkward at first, but, uh, but now it's, now it's passed and I feel better for it. So, you know, you might not be able to have that conversation with this person today or tomorrow or this year, but who knows, man, maybe over time it'll, uh, it'll, uh, it'll turn over. Yeah, just disappointing. Sorry, man. Uh, but hey, I have a new MacBook Air. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, you, technology and, doesn't excite me nearly as much as it... Like, back in the day, if I got a new laptop, it would be like, you know, you get that giddy feeling for a few days. And you would know every freaking spec, like what the front side bus speed was and, and what all that other crap was. Uh, yeah. yeah, I used to be that way too, man. It's it's kind of funny how uh, I don't really give a shit anymore. <laughs> you yeah, know? it's like, it's. I mean, it's it's a very nice machine and everything. It's just like it's... But the problem is most computers nowadays don't do anything that differently than the one you just switched from. Especially if you're somebody like us. Yeah, but you know, it got, it's, like, you oh, it's faster though. and it's lighter, but it's not like it's a whole new world like it used to be. Do you ever you ever wonder about what uh what the kids are like 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 you know, when we when we were that age and we were in that frame of mind, like what the you know, what the people who you are You think they get a new iPhone and they think, Oh my god. I think they do, man. I th- I, I I'm just trying to put myself you think in we're that jaded. position. What's that? You think we're jaded. Of course we're well, jaded is well, a is is oftentimes a, a negative term. I think we're just experienced. I think the problem is I, I now think maybe we, we've been through so much. At least, you know. at least with desktop stuff or with laptops with like real computer OSs, the changes are not that big. You know, it's not like the change from Windows three one to ninety five. You know, well, not, not to you it isn't, but to somebody it is. Yeah, maybe. Here's the th- here's the thing that you know what? Just we'll, we'll, let's leave. Let's close with this this interesting little philosophical um, tidbit that I th- okay. I like to think about from time to time. Um, and that is that because there are so many people in the world today, right now, today will be the very first time someone sits at a computer for the very first time. You know what I'm saying? Today will be the very first time someone takes a picture with a camera. You know, every single day is the first time, you know, someone is experiencing one of these things that we take for granted that we, that we've become experts at that we just don't even think about anymore. Today's the first day that someone out there is doing that. And that's kind of, it's kind of crazy. If you think about it, you know, that's the first day of the rest of your life, Dan. Now you went and ruined it. That's not what I meant. (laughs) I'm just saying that, that that's the, that's the reason why you keep making new stuff. That's, you know, that's the reason why you care is because somewhere out there, this is the first time someone saw that, you know, this is the first time someone heard that Led Zeppelin song. This is the first time someone saw that picture and, and, and got that joke, you know? Yes. Uh, and, and, that's, we're, and we changed the direction of scrolling for that person. Right. So for that person, that's their norm. You know, that's all. Oh, that's the way it's always been. You know, I, I remember when I first sat down at the computer, that's the way it was. And, you know, my uncle was always complaining about how, oh, when I, when I was old, used to be like blah, 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 and, you know, whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's something to, something to just keep in the back of your head every once in a while when, when you're complaining about how things used to be. Yeah. I know. It's not just that. I mean, I just feel like computers in the eighties, the internet in the late nineties, like there's the time when things are really new. And I think that it's sort of the case now with mobile, like smartphones Uh where things are moving so fast that they're interesting, you know, where at a certain point they reach a level interesting. No, but they, they reach a level of maturity where, you know, laptops are not as interesting because they're not changing quite as fast to you, as they were to 10 you. years ago. That's that's you're 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 saying from your perspective, but I'm Maybe, I'm just saying But my desktop doesn't feel I mean, I feel like my computer's been at least very similar for 5 years. When I was a kid, 5 years was a world of time. Of course, it was an eternity. I my dad is the same way, dude. He does not buy a machine any less than 4 years, minimum 4 years in between machines. It's crazy. And he just but that's that's he's set in his ways. You know, that's how he yeah. does it. I just feel like when I upgrade, it doesn't feel like that much of an upgrade most of the time. Well, it's, again, you're you, you're not your average consumer. You know, you pay way closer attention to certain things, and you know you you've been paying you know you've been paying attention for for a much longer time than a lot of people. You know, it's true. It's still new. It's and that's the other crazy thing, man. It's still new. Um, 
it's you know to think about how we take all this computer technology and all this crap for granted it's only been around for 20 years man really if you think about it you know it's really only been in the mainstream for for a, a drop in the bucket yeah it's nuts <sighs> we're yeah, getting man. old we're getting old it's fun right, let's wrap this thing up yeah wrap it up uh see you next week yeah, maybe maybe sooner. Maybe we'll get back on our Sunday okay. Monday. Schedule. Oh, and everyone, iTunes, circuitous conversations with Bill and Dan. Go leave a review. Yeah, that'd be very helpful to I us. Like and uh, circuitous TV. That's our new website. It is, and uh, circconv is our Twitter. C i r c c o n v. Yeah, we we do have, and we have actually gotten a question or two, little little things. And I do. I think next, maybe next week, we'll we'll, we'll make it more of a, a less uh, heady and techy uh, conversation, and we'll, we'll we'll address some of that stuff. But please uh, feel free to send us any any and all feedback because we we do like hearing from you. We do indeed. All right, later. Take care. Bye.